Score Space Radio. What is going on, Score Space listeners? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Bounds. My name is Eric. You will all know me as Cubs Fan 004. It's been a while. We had an episode last week on the radio, and now we've got an even bigger episode in store for, for you guys with the man we all, we all like to call Christian Yelich. <laughs> oh, what's going on, Paul Spore? How you doing, man? Hey, Eric. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you for coming on. But um, most, most uh, a lot of people in the baseball world know you as the, well, baseball guru because you write a lot about fantasy baseball and just baseball in general. But how did you um, get into MLB The Show? How did you become a part of the community, so on and so forth? Well, I made a catastrophic decision some years ago to get an Xbox 360 because uh, that's what my friends had. Didn't really know about the next-gen gaming uh, that's what they had. We were playing NCAA franchises or dynasties, whatever you call it. So it was great. I didn't know what I was missing. You know, they had, they had MLB 2K games or whatever. But I missed all the early iterations of MLB The Show on PlayStation 3. I realized that the 2K games were terrible. And so I, I couldn't keep playing them. And once the next, the, the latest gen, the gen that we're in right now, video games came out, I said, I'm switching over. I got to get, M- get MLB The Show. So I'm going over to PlayStation 4. And so I, I literally have a PlayStation 4 for this game. I play some other sports games every once in a while, but it's, it's entirely for this game. And, uh, you know, just once I kind of learned about streaming, the way I learned about the community of streaming and YouTube was the winter before the game came out, I got my PlayStation in like November or December. And um, I don't even know. I, I guess I guess I didn't have any games. Maybe there was NBA out or whatever, and I was like, you know what? I'm just waiting till March till this till this MLB game comes out. And I randomly like searched up a video on YouTube of previous uh, MLB the show, and so I started watching Moonlight Swami stuff, uh, Sports Gaming Universe. I don't know if you remember this guy, Bob Train, who used to do like Road to the Show videos. I remember him. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I was watching all that during the winter, just kind of while I was writing, like really getting hyped for the game. And that was kind of my first foray into knowing that this was a whole thing. I, I was like a lot of people, you know, when you first hear like, I'm going to watch people play video games, that sounds stupid. I understand people's initial reservation until you actually do it. You realize it's, you know, it's just like a show. And, and the person is entertaining and, and you find people that you enjoy watching. Um, and then Clutch Silver was actually the first Twitch stream that I ever saw. And I'm not exactly sure how I stumbled upon Twitch one day. Maybe it was via YouTube. Maybe somebody mentioned it and I went over there. But yeah, Clutch was the first one I saw. And I decided I wanted to try it as well. I thought it would be fun to, to interact with people while I was playing the game. And so I streamed a bit in, in 14, or excuse me, in 15, you know, just, just uh, I definitely didn't change my trademarks. So that's probably why I never showed up. So only people on Twitter uh, that follow me would have come in. I know Jay Shiffy was one who, who was always in there uh, because he followed me on Twitter. And so you know, I kind of practiced a little bit there, uh, figuring out the ropes. And then 16 is when I really, when I really jumped in head first. From Clutch, I learned about Carl. And then, you know, just from, it you know, starts branching out from there. You learn of other people. You kind of become friends with them. And kind of the rest is history. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that 
That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, well, with uh, 17 out right now, <laughs> what, um, what are your thoughts with all this? I don't know what to call it. Like It's server trouble. It issues. You know, it's a, it's a faulty launch. It's, it's bad, right? It, it, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I, I've certainly, I'm sure I'm known as somebody who is often on the, uh, in the camp of SDS. And it's not really that. It's more that I just want to kind of temper some of the anger. If we all get angry, uh, then it's going to be really bad. So mm-hmm. I used to be the guy who who would who would be ready to make the snarkiest comment, you know, put out the 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 dankest meme, you know, roasting them and all that sort of stuff. But I'm old now, right? I'm I'm one of the older guys in the community, so I do try to balance it out. I'm just as angry as you guys when my, when something freezes or if I play nine innings, I invest 45 minutes of my evening, and the game doesn't count. That sends me through the roof. That really angers me. So I totally get that. I think people, you know, are like, well, does this guy even care? Because, he, you know, he, he, he's always saying we need to chill out. Of course I do. I care. And I do think it's, it's terrible that the servers are this bad again this year. It's, it's, a, it's a direct repeat. And it is brutal. But I also don't see it as an adversarial relationship. I don't see it as something that they've done to us. They're suffering, too. They're, mm-hmm. you know, not just from like a losing money standpoint, but it's got to be disappointing to put all your hard work in for eight months to see it kind of go to, go to hell uh, like this. And you take all the heat and you get the nasty Twitter messages. So, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all. It's bad. You know, we're weekend now and the event rolled out today and it was a crap show again. You know, they had, it looks like they had the wild west uh, settings mm-hmm. loaded in. And so, you know, something happened there because they were originally going to do the Wild West one. Remember, they were previewing that. We thought that that was going to be the first one, and it, and it turns out that it's not. And so, you know, it, it's a total bummer, but I have still been able to play a decent bit of the game. It is still extremely fun when it does work. I'm a night owl, so I have a little bit of a benefit where I am playing like 1 to 4 a.m. anyway. And you don't really see a lot of issues there. So my personal experience has been better than others, but I fully understand the frustration that a lot of others are feeling. And, you know, the best I can say is, is we got to be patient because we do have a great game on our hands. We just have a bad online experience right now. Right. Definitely. Explains why you're always streaming at like 12 a.m. and all that. Yes. I'm a night owl and I, you know, I watch my Tigers every single day that I can. So that's usually why I don't start till about 10 central either, 10 central or later. So I watch the Tigers game, maybe eat some dinner and then come on. Um, and plus, you know, um, not that we can't, go to get go at the same time or anything but i can, i like watching clutch and clutch is on a little bit earlier and carl's on a little bit earlier and so you know folks that i like are on a little bit earlier anyway so then i watch them while i'm while i'm watching baseball and then once baseball starts to wind down is when i jump on and i'm the night owl guy i'm the west coast guy even though i don't live on the west coast <laughs> right right exactly um with all the server issues besides all the server issues let's put that aside this game 10 out of 10 um, it's, if you if you could just remove the server issues, I think yes, it is it, it, nine and a half, ten out of ten. But you got to take at least a full point off for the server, uh, and maybe a point and a half. So you're closer to eight and a half ish. But uh, yeah, the actual game itself is fantastic. I think a lot of the changes they've made are really impressive. There's still things to be tweaked, but I, you know, for example, I think one of the things that people are noticing there's probably a few too many opposite field homers. And I, and I will, I will agree to that, but I don't think that that's a, uh, 
that's a that's a minus point sort of situation. Right. That's something where you're just like, okay, we just got to adjust. There's more opposite field homers than we see in real life. I get it. So I, uh, I, I think the game is fantastic. Again, when we can actually play it, the, the amount of cards that they put in, the seasons, the idea of events is awesome. I'm very excited about that when it does right. launch. It's apparently supposed to launch in a couple hours. We're recording this uh, on Tuesday at about 5.30 Central. It's supposed to be out in about an hour or so, so we'll see if, if they get it fixed. But yeah, a lot of the stuff that they've done is A+. I like the ball physics stuff. We've been saying ball physics. That's kind of the buzzword of the year. But you notice it. You see it. Oh, I've noticed it so much. Yeah, it it can help and it can hurt you. Some of those ones that we would – some of those shots that we would run down the line for a homer now go foul because they're supposed to. They're supposed to tail like that. If you've ever played golf or if you've ever hit a baseball, you know that the ball tails and draws, uh, you know, when you hit it certain ways. But last year it wouldn't. It would just kind of stay straight and go right down the line. Well, now – it it veers off and goes following. You got to try it again. Or um, I love those ones where you get that shot down where it is down the line, but then it tails away from the outfielder. So they can't just make a straight beeline for it. It's running away from them as they're getting it. And it goes and rattles around in the right. corner. That's, right. that's real to life. So I'm really excited about a lot of the stuff that they've done. I'm really hoping that maybe just another few more days of, of this, uh, you know, hopefully no days, but, but let's yeah. uh, I'll build in a buffer of a few more days and then we're, we're good to go. And if it ends up being like a two week out of a full year cycle that we had to deal with some crap, I will still, I'll still consider it a pretty big positive. Right. Uh, I definitely, well, I've, I ran into the uh, ball physics once. I think it was a, my first instance of ball physics in that game was a home run with Kyle Schwarber. It's going foul. Then the next thing you know, it's the pole. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that—that that is the one of the most. It was one of the most interesting home runs I I will ever hit in that game. <laughs> there have been some interesting, and you know, the home run distances are are a little jacked up this year too, which is cool. Doesn't really bother. Again, that's not something I see as like a negative. They are probably a little bit higher than than normal. I've seen a lot more five hundred foot shots. I think uh, Dodger Films hit like one hit one six hundred something, which is pretty insane. I mean, he plays on, uh, you know, like super rookie or whatever to hit. His, you know, he, he likes to hit as many tanks as he can with his guys, which is cool. Um, so that you know, it wasn't like it was some Hall of Fame online game, but it's still cool to go six hundred feet. Right, definitely, definitely. Um, what is your most? What is the most? If you could pick one thing in Diamond Dynasty, whoa, uh, that is like most favorite thing out of anything what is it i would really say probably the abundance of new cards i really do like that i like team building is probably my favorite thing and so it kind of goes hand in hand with with the events thing i am excited about how we're going to have to build different teams and we're going to be using different cards that we normally wouldn't have even this one that once it gets off the ground it's bronze and common so we're going to have to use some some you know what we would call normally crummy cards um, and kind of see how we can get the best ones. You know, somebody like a Joe Kelly, who no one would think to ever use him, but now you see he's got killer velocity and break. And as a common, he's actually going to be useful. So uh, card selection is, is the one thing, uh, grand scope. And then of course the, the aforementioned ball physics in the game. So, uh, but if I had to pick just one, I'd just say the fact that they got a billion cards now, I, I love it. Uh, I love that too. I, I definitely do. But um, is there any like special card you're looking forward to? The Granderson. I, I didn't know it was in there, and I'm just over the moon about the Tigers Granderson. He's my favorite player from when he was on the Tigers, but I've stuck with him as my favorite player. I named my my dog after him, 
the dearly departed Curtis the Beagle. Um, and and so I love Curtis Granderson. The card is a monster. It, it kills righties. And it's I think it's capable against lefties, but you're going to face more righties than lefties anyway, so I, I cannot wait to get that card. Right. What do you think about that whole um, not being able to see the handness of the pitcher when you start so, it's, it's an up and down sort of thing. It, it, it definitely takes away some realism, right? Because nobody ever goes into a major league game and, and doesn't know what, what hand in this a pitcher that they're facing. So I, I get that. But at the same, by the same token, if we're going to talk about realism, we need to acknowledge the fact that Diamond Dynasty uh, in it, on its face lacks some realism from the jump given the fact that we're using all these superstars to begin with, right? right. And even teams that platoon in real life do not have perfect platoons for everybody so you know the, the rays love to platoon so they might sit down logan morrison but they got nick franklin coming in they don't they don't platoon their bryce harper with with aj pollock like that doesn't happen so you take away a little bit of the realism of that of of being able to to set your platoons for the realism of the fact that in real life, lefties are going to have to face lefties. And um, I, I think it ends up being okay. I'm okay with it. It doesn't really bother me. It doesn't really take away from the game. You just got to maybe try to get a little bit better at hitting lefty versus lefty and, and, and righty versus righty. Uh, or you go the switch hitter route. I just made a YouTube on, a video on YouTube where I, got, I, put a, I put together three different all-switch hitter lineups. And so that's 24 different players that you can kind of mix and match how you want. And if you want to do a full switch hitting lineup, then you don't have to worry about it. It's just all it is. I don't think it ruins anything in the game or, or is a, a major negative. It's just a new restriction that we're dealing with. It's just a new setting. It's like if your league goes from your fantasy league goes from batting average to OBP. It's just different. Right. It's just a new rule, you know. If you if you play Monopoly and you say landing on on get the the free parking, get some money, and the, I don't know if you play. I'm see, I'm old. I'm referencing Monopoly for crying out loud. But uh, you know, if, if you play, people play different rules based on kind of their own house rules of Monopoly. It's just a different rule. I don't think it's something that inherently ruins the game. And uh, frankly, it hasn't really bothered me at all. I have a lefty that leads off. Right now, Gregory Polanco, and when I face a lefty, I just kind of try to hit lefty-lefty. Right now, he's hitting 300 against lefties. It's a small sample, but uh, just get better, you know? It's not the end of the world. Right. It definitely isn't, and I've I've – honestly, I haven't noticed it in my opinion. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't even think it's something that, you know, push come to shove that a lot of people are even noticing necessarily. Uh, it was. It's just a change. People don't like change. I get that. And so there was a lot of griping about it initially. It's just a new strategy piece that we have to kind of figure out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. As a whole of this community, what do you what do you think about this community? Because obviously, a lot of us are, you know, we're. I truly think we're such a we're a big family of some sorts that we look out for each other. I mean, it's a tremendous community. I, I've only dabbled in some of the other sports gaming communities, and I've been thoroughly unimpressed. Now, I might not have enough time in them to to unequivocally say that they're bad, but you know, I've gone into some some big streams on like uh, you know, say Madden or, or NBA, and just been super super unimpressed with the the. The, the nastiness of, of the community. Um, whereas in this one, we're a little bit of a smaller one. That's part of it too, is that we are a little bit smaller. And so you get more noticed if you were, if you're going to be a, a garbage bag, it's going to stand out and they're going to know, and you're going to, you're going to get, you know, kicked out of the streams and, and, and there's just no room for it. 
Um, and so I do think it is a really strong community that we've built. We have some really good leaders and uh, I've really enjoyed it. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, how did you, uh, obviously you started going into walking off a little bit. Um, the podcast with CJ, how did you, how did you get into walking off, doing walking off with them? Well, um, they invited me on. I just have become friends with CJ and Carl. Like I said, um, last year, early on is when I started to kind of be friends with Carl and, you know, kind of just, you know, as you mentioned how tight the community is, we're, we're, we're not just like friends, uh, in streams. We, we DM each other, we text each other, like we're legitimate friends. Yeah. You don't hang out in person cause we live, you know, a couple of hundred or thousands of miles apart. But you can have friends that, exactly. that you don't necessarily have. like. It, we're, we're, it's 2017 now. You know the idea that that just because you only know somebody on the internet that you're not a real friend with them is an absolute joke. And so you know a lot of these guys I talk to regularly. We text about baseball and all that sort of stuff, and we hang out all the time. I mean, if you think about it, you know people that come into your stream, Eric, and and uh, spend hours with you uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, and, and, and the ones that you communicate with the most, maybe some of your mods that, that you talk with off stream as well. How, how would you not be considering them friends? Oh. Right. So we, we, we've made friends in this community and CJ and Carl just happened to be a couple friends that I made. They invited me on and I said, yeah, I would love to because, uh, it seems like a lot of fun. So that's how I've gotten involved with them. And I think we're going to do some stuff this year too, that I'm excited about. Yeah. I'm very excited to hear about a lot about that. Um, off Let's go off tangent away. Well, not completely off tangent because it's still about baseball. But um, how did your love of baseball come about? How did you become the baseball? We call you the baseball wizard because you know every. Yeah. We, we, you I know, know every, but I appreciate that. Oh come on! You pretty much know everything about it. Come well, on. That, go, that goes back to my age, though. Um, right, it very home for this community. Yeah. Um, my dad, my, both my parents are di like just major sports fans. Sports have been a part of my life forever. And, and that's, that's, that's really where the, the love of sports started. You know, my dad got lucky where, you know, he happened to have a kid who really enjoys the same stuff that he does. I'm sure there are some, you know, sports fan parents whose, whose kids don't, don't follow suit and, and vice versa. Some, some parents are like, I don't, I don't give two craps about sports, but then their kid becomes a major sports fan. We happen to have that in common. And my mom's a big sports fan. My sister really likes sports. So it's, it's a sports family. And so it started early. Like I can't, there was no, like, there was nothing that like was a turning point. I just never not been a sports fan. Uh, I went to my first game, I think in 86 or 87, the first game that I can remember, they might've taken me to some games, but like the first one where I knew that what I was doing, I think was 87 um, in July against the Mariners. I think I found the box score one time and, and you know, showed my dad on baseball reference. He's still blown away by baseball reference because he'll talk about random stuff from like a 1968 season and I'll show it to him. He's like, how'd you find that so fast? So, I mean, you described it pretty well. It's pretty easy to find. So right. yeah, I've just been a sports fan my entire life. Uh, baseball and football were tops among those sports and uh, I've carried it on in, into my career now. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, excuse me. Um, how did you become uh, your so-called career in uh, baseball writing and so forth? Well, I um, I've been writing on the internet for a really long time. Just you know, personal blogs, little websites that you know were just kind of friends doing some stuff. Um, and 
eventually I wanted to kind of make it something a little bit more. And so I remember, you know, making some, making some connections with some, some people that, you know, were at different bigger websites. And I remember asking baseball perspectives if they needed any fantasy help. It was as simple as asking and they did. And so that was kind of a big break. Baseball perspectives had, you know, is a pretty prominent website. And so getting to, to work with them, was a huge deal. And that really kind of set things in motion. Um, I'd been writing my starting pitcher guide independently for, for years uh, before that. And so I had a little bit, little bit of a footprint because of that. And then you pair that with baseball prospectus uh, and it really kind of, it, it kind of helped to jumpstart things. So I got laid off from Dell. They were, they were making transitions. We could have gotten a different job or taken severance. And so I took severance and I tried to make baseball work then. And it didn't quite work. I didn't quite have enough freelance gigs to kind of pay the bills regularly enough. So I had to get back into the job market. I went to this uh, software company, Tableau, really cool software, by the way. Um, but it, it didn't work. They, were, they knew where my heart was. I would have the two screens up. I'd have baseball on one and my work on the other. And I did not give my best effort. So they fired me. And basically they did me a favor because it, it spurred me again to say, I got to figure out a way to make this work now so I could pay the bills. And so um, I, I moved on from baseball perspectives. Fangraphs had, had an opening for me. And so I ended up working with them uh, along with Rotowire and those two, those two gigs, as well as a, uh, some side work with ESPN as well. I've been able to work with them now for the past couple of years, just one or two pieces here and there um, has been enough to, to make a career out of it. And then back in December, I became full time with, uh, with Fangraphs. So that is my, that is my loan, loan gig. And we have a relationship with ESPN. So I'm still able to do the work with them every once in a while. Oh, that's, that, that is really cool, man. <laughs> I've never, well, I've seen, seen you around, never talked to you, never learned more about that. So that's cool to hear, to be honest. And um, <laughs> getting to write about baseball all day, that would be a dream. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. I mean, um, you know, it's not going to make you rich immediately. Uh, I will freely admit that, but, but right. you, you, the trade-off is certainly worth it to me for my work to be something that I absolutely love. I can literally, you know, I watched Tigers game today. I'm, I mentioned earlier, I'm a Tigers fan. That counts as work because I'm still sitting there kind of, you know, taking in the game and, and I can, you know, later use it to analyze Justin Verlander's start in a piece or something like that. So being able to watch baseball and, and, and say it's actually work is pretty awesome. Right. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Whew. Um, with uh, watching baseball and being making it being part of your career, I wanted to uh, ask you just just a few questions in the podcast, um, like MVPs, you know, rookie of the years. What do you th- like? What do you think about that? Um, AL MVP. Where, where do you want to start? My AL MVP. I, listen, I'm not, I don't complicate these things. It, it's it's Mike Trout, and you know, sometimes I will. I, I'll admit, sometimes I will kind of go against the grain and, and try to be like, Oh, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to make the different pick here as opposed to going the same way all the time. Like, I think I did that with my NL Cy Young last year. I can't remember who I picked. I think it was, I think it was Matt Harvey, which obviously that did not work. But um, with, with the MVP this year, I, I just, I, I stuck with the, uh, with the right answer and that's in the AL and that's Mike Trout. Right. Right. Um, you think he's easily one of the best players in the league? He is the best player in the league. I think he's one of the best players that anybody alive right now will, will ever see. I, 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 th- I think that 
it's not out of bounds to say that and put that on him, even at this point. He's just been so unbelievable. It, it, it's incredible. It's so impressive to see. Um, and I'm just I'm blown away by watching him. Had his, had his first homer of the year uh, last night. He loves opening day. He and Bryce Harper, man, they love opening day. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just I went I went stock there with with him. But you know, there's going to be other guys. Uh, you know, Mookie Betts had a great year last year. I think he's somebody that'll be around again. If I was going to go against the grain a little bit, it would have been Carlos Correa out in Houston. I think he's going to have an excellent season. So I'm pretty interested in him as well. Not Altuve. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Altuve's right there. Actually, I'm looking right now. By the way, on Fangraphs, I did, I did be a try hard it was kershaw where i didn't go against the grain i did pick correa over trout in my fangraphs predictions the thing of it is with trout and kershaw for al mvp and nl Cy, you can go with them every year and you're never going to be looking stupid right. uh, even if they don't win so i did go against the grain on one of them it was i did pick correa but then with my nl Cy, i just stuck with the uh, with the stock answer of of kershaw as far as my nl mvp I, 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 it was between Harper and Arenado for me, and I actually went with Arenado. Mm. Well, with Arenado, I, I do have a question. It, it's always a debate that I've always gotten into with some people. It, it, does it skew anything away from him, the fact that he's at Coors Field? Well, it certainly helps. There's no doubt, but you can't punish him for that. And there is a negative effect too. It hurts you on the road. Like it's, it's been proven that there's something called the Coors hangover, so that when you leave Coors Field – um, you experience breaking balls differently. And so that's something that they have to deal with on the negative side. So for as much boost as they get at home, and they do, it's unequivocal. You know, it's, it, you can't, it, it's unchallenged that they obviously get an amazing boost uh, at home. They also take a little bit of a hit on the road. That's why you see like when guys leave, for example, Matt Holiday, when he left, he went, oh, what's going to happen to him? He's going to struggle. No, he's still a superstar. So what happens is, yes, your home numbers come down, but your road numbers usually go up a little bit. And so, yeah, you, you, you got to take it into account. That's what numbers like WRC plus and OPS plus, those advanced metrics, they take that into account. That's why even though um, Arenado's OPS might be higher than somebody like Chris Bryant's, the, the OPS plus, which, which takes into account the, the hitting environment, is going to be a lot closer. So I do, it does count against him a little bit, but at the same time, I can't, I can't use it to punish him and say, well, now he's not going to be eligible for awards. Right, right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, okay, so you've already said your NL MVP. Um, AL Cy Young, obviously. AL already... Cy. Off to a bad start, Eric. I picked uh, Masahiro Tanaka. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm still pretty excited about it. It was a rough, rough opener for sure. He couldn't command anything. It was really tough. That splitter was hanging. If you've ever used him on MLB The Show, you know how bad it can be when that splitter hangs. I know a lot of people don't like using him because of his slow delivery in the video game, and it, it causes some impatience. And you will hang that sl that splitter. Um, obviously, that's not what happens in real life. But but he just wasn't commanding his stuff. There is a little bit of extra concern with somebody like that because we know he has the partially torn ulnar collateral ligament and that if it pops then he's going to have to have tommy john but i'm not too worried after one start so far it looks like a, a terrible pick but it's one bad start um obviously you can't afford too many more of those though if you're going to win and if you're going to win al cy young usually you know in any given year the, the cy young winners they might have one or two of those kind of terrible starts 
but uh, it's a thin margin for error now for uh, for Monsignor Tanaka. Right. That, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I didn't. I wasn't even even thinking about that pick. Honestly, I would have gone with your boy Verlander again. I try not to be too much of a homer, but maybe I should. You know, I, I try to balance that. I'm like, am I being a homer or am I just? you know, trying to be right. Uh, I absolutely think that he is in heavy, heavy contention for it. He was in Cy Young form today for sure. Um, were you one of those same people that said the same thing last year after Porcello won? Oh, he deserved it over Porcello for sure. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not just being Tigers fan or anything like that. It's, I mean, the numbers are there. Like it's not to shade Porcello. Like, right. he had a great season, but if you really look at it, I just don't see how, Verlander didn't win it. He got more first place votes, so it's it's so screwy that he didn't win. But hey, it's just an it's just an award. It's whatever. It's no big deal. Right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But um, all right. Let's. Uh, well, you've already said your NL Cy Young pick. That's a that's Kershaw. Yeah, I mean we we could go sleeper, into it, but like sleeper pick. It's not really a sleeper, but Thor has the talent of, you know, he's right there with anybody else. I'll say for sleeper pick that might be a little bit more off the radar is his teammate, Jacob deGrom. Uh, he had that owner, uh, that owner nerve surgery last year that had some folks a little bit worried, but that's not really a surgery where they really uh, do much uh, of anything when they're in there. They're actually just moving stuff around. So they were just kind of taking the nerve away from where it was pinched, putting it back in place. So he had a normal off season, his velocity's back, his stuff's back. He looks great. I think he's definitely a candidate. And then Carlos Martinez, we already saw opening day. I know it was against your Cubs. Uh, you can't get a more difficult matchup for to look. So for him to look as good as he did against the toughest team in the league, that's pretty devastating. And so I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be uh, in contention for it this year too. And you got to watch out because there could be some of that LeBron effect with both Trout and Kershaw, where voters kind of get tired of voting for them, which is stupid, by the way. If they deserve it, they should win it. Right. But it happens anyway. So if Carlos Martinez does beast out. Uh, you know, if Jake Arrieta bounces back to where he was two years ago and goes crazy, they have a good chance to win it, even if Kershaw does his normal awesomeness. Right. And I think that's got to be the dumbest thing in the world. And it, again, it, it's more of a psyche take, thing. Yeah. You don't take away an award from a guy just because he's won it several. Like that. It is so stupid, but it's the LeBron Barry Bonds effect that when you're so good and you keep winning, people just want something different. It's very dumb. Yeah, it is. Um, NL Rookie of the Year? NL Rookie of the Year. Who did I pick? Let me look. Oh, I actually went off the board a little bit here, too. I went with Luke Weaver out in St. Louis. I think they have some guys who, you know, are, are a little bit suspect in their rotation in terms of health and, and performance. You've got uh, – I love Michael Waka, but he's not been able to stay healthy at all. Uh, Adam Wainwright is older, and um, – Lance Lynn's coming back off of his Tommy John. So you got three guys that do have a little bit of, of risk to them. And even right. Carlos Martinez, as good as he is and as talented as he is, any guy, anybody that throws 95 on the reg is somebody that is in, in harm's way. It, it's weird because the one thing that can make you so good, great velocity, is, another, is the same thing that can hurt you. Uh, because throwing that hard is not necessarily natural for your arm. So they've got some risk within their rotation. I think Luke Weaver is somebody who could come up, make a big impact, and if he gets upwards of 130-plus innings, I think he could win the Rookie of the Year. Mm, that's a pretty interesting choice. Okay, if Alex Reyes had not had Tommy John surgery, oh, oh, man. would he be a pick? I believe he was still uh, rookie eligible, so absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I would have stuck with the, another Cardinal there, and I just would have gone with him because 
He's, he, I mean, that guy's a special, special arm. You know, you don't, you don't have too much to worry about as a Cubs fan because you guys aren't going anywhere. But the, the Cardinals are always going to be there giving you their best shot. And, no, you know, they, they always will be. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the fact that they lost him and they still have a, a high-quality team just kind of speaks to where they're at. But, yeah, he absolutely would have been the pick. Uh, okay. Um, AL Rookie of the Year. I think this I, should be an easy one. I went stock. I went Benintendi. Yeah. He's already, he's already looking good. Like, you know, sometimes, you, again, you don't have to complicate things. Um, if he has a solid – he doesn't even have to have a superstar season. If he has a solid season and he plays 500-plus at-bats on a great team, he's going to get it. And I, I get it because he's going to – I mean, and he already had his homer. Not, not that that means anything, just one game. But he's already shown the flashes of greatness uh, right out of the gate. Right. He definitely, definitely has. Okay. Um, World Series pick? So they, they didn't have us do that, which is interesting. They just have us pick our playoffs. So I, I'm thinking about this right now. You know, I've I, I picked them a few times before, and it, it hasn't come to fruition. But I have a hard time quitting on, on Washington. Um, you know, they, they still have the horses. They have experience against, against your beloved Cubs. I think the Cubs are going to be right there. I, I don't really expect much fall off. It is, there is a little bit of the World Series hangover thing that you have to worry about, but right. he was so good. Uh, and the, they're young, too, so I just I don't know that there's going to be a major hangover to where they're not going to be good again. So I know that they're, they're, they're a great pick that you can go with. Go with. I certainly wouldn't you know, dog anybody out for that. But I am really leaning NL because I also think the Dodgers are a team to, to be reckoned with. And so I'm going to go with the Nats, but uh, I'll say Nats over the – Nats over the Astros. Um, I like the Astros. I know some people are a little bit suspect of their rotation. I think it's a good enough rotation that they have a good bullpen. And more importantly, they have the pieces to go out and add. I know Jose Quintana got his butt kicked by my Tigers today. But uh, generally speaking, I think he's a very good pitcher. And I don't think that they'll uh, – I, I think he'll be fine. He'll bounce back and he'll be all right. And I think the, uh, I think the Astros could go out and get him and add him to the top of their rotation. So then you got Keiko. And, um, and Quintana, two lefties, and paired with uh, Lance McCullers Jr., who I love. If that guy stays healthy, he could be an absolute monster this year. So they've got enough pieces. I think Houston will make it in the AL, and they'll, but they'll lose to Washington. Right, right. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Well, um, let's, uh, let's, get to the, uh, let's get to the end of this. Um, it's been a lot of fun talking baseball, to be honest, because – I. To be honest, I just love talking baseball. <laughs> I, I, never, I never don't enjoy it. And literally that's why I started streaming was to just be able to talk baseball more often. Exactly, exactly. I mean, have you ever thought about, like, streaming other games or do you just stick with – you stick with MLB? Stick with what I know. I don't really play a lot of other games. I, I did play some NHL, and that's usually what I, I play with friends, but it's hard to interact with the chat when you're doing that. And, again, the reason I stream is to interact with the chat, talk baseball, and all that sort of stuff. So I stick with what I know. The only other baseball, the only other game I stream regularly is baseball, and that's going to be out-of-the-park baseball, which I started streaming in the winter, and I will continue to do so this year. So it's going to be two baseball games um, that, I, that I'm going to be streaming. And there's one other thing. Um, it's called In-Game Fantasy, and basically it's a, a fantasy baseball game not quite like DraftKings in them. It's one that you play while you're watching the games. I'm going to be doing some streaming on that. In fact, my first one's going to be on, on Wednesday, the, uh, the, the fifth. So we'll see how that goes, but yeah, it's, it's baseball. I, I, I stick with what I know, man. I, I don't venture too far out. Right, so I, exactly. I, I, I stick with where my bread is buttered and it's going to be all baseball. 
Oh, well, that's good. That's good because you are incredibly good at it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no problem, man. No problem. But um, any final words for everybody that's listening to this on uh, on anywhere? SoundCloud, you know, try to show some patience. Okay, we're all frustrated. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I know, I, like I said, I know I'm always the one who's like, guys, we need to calm down, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't mean I'm not frustrated. It sucks right now. But you have to believe that the, you got to trust that they're working on it. And just, Of course they are. They're not going to sit there and let right. this go away. Exactly. If they could fix it easily, it would have been fixed easily. You have to think logically even when you're mad, and that's hard. That's why when people get mad, they make bad decisions because they don't think logically. Right. When you step back and you breathe and you really think about it, you have to understand that this sucks they know it sucks and they're trying to work on it. So just try to have a little patience. I understand that they need to fix it and, and that, that, you know, us showing patience, um, it's difficult, but bitching and moaning about it is not going to get you anywhere. It's no. not going to do anything. You're just going to be, you're just going to be angrier, you know, right. banging your head against the wall hurts your head, not the wall. Right. So, Try to breathe. Try to play when you can. You know, there are better times than, than others, specifically at late at night or early in the morning. I know you guys have school and work. Not everybody can play at those times. But just try to have some patience. We are only a week in to what, again, it should be like 300 days of playing. We play, a lot of us are playing all the way up until February this, of this past game. And I think we're going to be doing the same this year. So just try to have some patience and understand it will get fixed. And once it does, this game's going to be amazing. It, it really is. And I, I, I will remind everybody that is listening and that is angry with everything. They are not one of the biggest development teams that, that's in the world. Too. They're small. And they, they do like to – they not like to they, – they, they make mention of that. I think, I think something like this is, is where we might really see, what, see that coming into effect. They might not have the resources to fix this as quickly and as well as an EA would or a 2K would. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I know some people are still saying, well, they need to communicate. I don't know how much more they can communicate right now. They have sent out some tweets that say, hey, we're right. working on it. Like, I don't know what else we can get that's going to make us – like, if they say, hey, we're working on – uh, server 290. Like, I don't know anything about servers. So right, right. Or, like, and, and Tips has even tweeted out uh, workarounds that'll help you. Exactly. So I think that they've already improved on their biggest area of issue last year, which was communication. It could still use, you know, keep, keep doing that, keep getting better. Right. But um, I, 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 outside of saying, hey, we're working on it, we know it's messed up. I don't know what else they're going to say right. that's make us feel better. Well, I, yeah. As long as I know they're working on it, I, I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to try to be patient. Right. I'm going to sit back, play my Conquest games. Yeah. I'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, work on Conquest. There's good stuff to get in Conquest. I know you guys want to get out there and play nine inning games against each other in the ranked seasons. I'm with you. I do too. But, uh, again, we're, we're, we're very early into a long summer, so let's try to breathe. Like, yeah. You know, just think about – just, just, you know, when you get really mad, just step back, think about those June nights when it's going to be awesome, the game's working, and we're going to be playing until 5 in the morning waiting for the update to come out, uh, hanging out on stream. It, it's, it will get better. I, I, I shouldn't say I promise because I can't promise that because I don't work for them, right. but I feel very confident that it's going to get better and in relatively short order. Right, definitely, definitely. They will get to it. It's a very small um, 80, what'd they say? 80, 80 person. Yeah. 80 person. And we don't even know how many of those 
can even fix stuff like this, right? Because like Toby, the show tips can can uh, talking to us. He's the he's the live content guy, but he doesn't he's not fixing servers. You know, everyone wants to crush Ramon, and I get it, but because he's the face of it, but he's not in there fixing servers. So you know, that's the thing too. Like of those eighty, how many can even fix this stuff? Right. And so we again, it, it sucks. Badly, I totally get that, but we just have to be patient, or else you're just gonna you're gonna stress yourself out. You're gonna give yourself a heart attack. Right, you definitely are, man. I mean, and bitching, moaning, personal attacks, any of that yep. sort of nature is not gonna help. It's gonna make them more quiet. Yep, and it, it, that's the thing. Nobody's gonna respond to that. You look poor. It makes you look bad. I know you want to vent your frustration. Get on a party chat with your friends and you guys can, can do all the jokes you want and, and, and clown people, um, you know, and that way it's just confined to that. But, but crapping on everybody on Twitter publicly is just going to look poor, uh, make you look bad and, and certainly not help you in the future. Maybe when, when you want things to go well um, with regards to kind of your relationship with, with it. I'm speaking specifically to like streamers who, you know, might want to be, um, you know, a little bit more involved with, with the community and the game out there, just acting a fool. That's not going to look, look good it, on you. It definitely, it definitely isn't. But um, yeah, you pretty much hit the nail right in the head. So I don't really have any final words for everybody. So just enjoy the game. Try to enjoy what we can do right now. I know it's limited, um, but it, try to enjoy it and, and understand that once this game gets going, it's going to be amazing. We have Junior. We have Ken right. Griffey Jr. for crying out loud. Right. Go out and hit some tanks with Junior. It'll make you feel better. It definitely will. Play some retro mode. That's actually really play, fun. Play a little bit of retro, man. I mean, it, it will get better, I promise. Uh, it, yeah, it definitely it will get better. It will get better. But um, thank you again, Paul. I appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for having me on, Eric. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. Um, this episode will be available on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are available. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. This has been Out of Bounds with Cubs Fan 004 on Sports Space Radio. Thank you for listening, guys. Take it easy and peace. You've been listening to Score Space Radio.